When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Tripe Supper, Gazette Borough's Middlesbrough Football Club podcast. What a load of tripe. Hello and thank you for joining us on the Tripe Supper this week. I'm joined by Jonathan Taylor to my right and Phil Tantire to my left. Hello fellas. How are we doing? You okay. Hello. Took some talk, took some getting out there. Absolutely mate. Fre- fresh from a brilliant, well fresh, from a brilliant mm-hmm. night at the yeah. uh, Sport Awards on Thursday night where Glenn Durant, the world champion, obviously the BDO World Championships in January was the big winner and he was absolutely overjoyed wasn't he, was, he Phil? Yeah, it was fantastic. It was a great night. It's, what, it's kind of what we're here for isn't it when you see somebody like that local lad um, he's had a tough long journey to the top I mean he's, he's no spring chicken he'll admit that himself mid, mid 40s now so he knows what it's like to, 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 to work all the way to get up the ladder and uh, just a fantastic story it it's, feels like a perfect opportunity to give a shameless plug to the tripe we did with Dozer ahead of the world championships last year and that was that was classy he kind of talked about what Phil talked about there about how he kind of climbed to the top and, and obviously went into that uh, world championships as an number one seed but then also kind of gave a lot of insight as to what goes on behind the scenes how he prepares for games and all that sort of thing uh, and I'm a big darts fan but it was a load of stuff that you kind of don't read or don't hear from the players so that was good uh, you'll find that on our audio boom page which is another perfect plug to go on to our audio boom page and look at former tribes this tribe we're talking about Fabio Jono the left back mm. who comes up against his, his former club on Saturday Cardiff City I remember him scoring an absolute thunderbolt for Cardiff here yeah. Um He's, he's number one left back at the minute, having replaced George Friend. What, what, why did Monk kind of give him that chance, and what is he doing so well to stay in the team? Um, well, good question. Um, I think that what he, he offers, um, kind of Monk's system, is a, a real mobility, isn't it? Um, I mean, he actually didn't start the season, did he, in, in the team? He, you know, George Friend had that. But I, I think kind of a dip in form from, from George, and equally. Um, kind of a taking of opportunities by Fabio really has meant that he's impressed Monk on the training field, and I do think that there's such a reliance on the fullbacks in you know in in, in Borough's system under Gary Monk, and and clearly Fabio just I I always just think I don't think there's that many weaknesses. I think he's pretty all round. He is. I think he, he he's not you know he's not the the world's greatest fullback, but I think he's a, a real all rounder at this level, and, and and he's probably kind of a no frills fullback that Borough need. I mean Gary Monk. If the fullbacks are that important to to the Borough system, which I, I believe they are, he needs seven out of ten fullbacks every, every week. And I think on one side he certainly got that in Cyrus Christie, at least seven out of ten. And on the left, I think Fabio was offered that as well. And I think that's that's credit to to him because nobody expected you know a when he signed um, at the beginning of, of last season. Um, or certainly when Cyrus Christie said, I know nobody expected Fabio to play that much game time this season. And He's- credit to him. He's a terrier, Phil. When I when I watch him play, he's a terrier. He's tenacious. I can imagine as a winger coming up against him, he's he's a bit. You know, you think you've got the better of him, and then he comes back and he comes back again. He, he's a bit chewy in it in a complimentary <laughs> sense, isn't he? No, no, exactly what you mean. It's funny. He's almost the polar opposite to George Friend in build, 
in in my, you know, I, I, Fabio for me is one of those players who looks as though he's obviously he's Brazilian, but he's he's like the sort of player who comes to an English academy now that ticks all the boxes. He's mobile. You know, he's got plenty of plenty, plenty of tricks in his locker. He, you're not quite sure if you can make that next step to be, um, you know, and his career would suggest that he's just slightly short of top Premier League class, isn't he? Um, although he obviously missed a bad time in Manchester United. He is dogged. Uh, you're fair play to him for, for breaking into the team because he, he kind of arrived here as second fiddle, didn't he, very much? Um, the, 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 the subtext of this is, of course, George Friend, who we, we all would have had down as one of the regulars this season after a difficult campaign last time um, injuries really ruined his season didn't they and I think he I think he must feel really hard done by because he'd be waiting for that chance to play in the Premier League so long I still think out the two of them long if, if George Friend can get back to where he was he's the better of the two players I firmly believe that I'm not sure how the systems you, you mentioned that the fullbacks are so important um, the way Borough play, and that was certainly the case, wasn't it, when, when Gary Monk had that system where Adam Clayton dropped back in to make a back three, and the full-backs basically pushed up into midfield. And I'm not sure how, how what, whether that unsettled George, whether he wasn't 100% fit, you know, what, for whatever reason, he didn't seem the old George friend that we, we know and love. So, um, I mean... Fabio's taken his chance, you know, that you look at Borough's form, hasn't been fantastic. Would you point the finger at Fabio as a reason why? Well, I don't really think so. I, don't, I can't think of too many goals that have come down his side, really. Seems to be the side, doesn't it? Even though Cyrus Christie, as you said, has been excellent. So, I like Fabio, I like what he brings. Um, I think he's a, he's a, and I don't mean this to sound disrespectful, I think he's a perfectly adequate championship fullback. But I do think that Borough have a better left-back if they can get him to where he was 18 months, two years ago. But when you look back at Borough signing Fabio from Cardiff, uh, two things that spring to mind for me, John, is here, why did Cardiff let him go? Because he, I think perfectly adequate is probably doing him a little bit of a disservice mm. in the, what we've seen of him at this level, in the championship level. Um, the other thing, I mean, really, given, given what clubs pay these days, he, he has been a bit of a snip for Borough, hasn't he? he oh, yeah. Consider that it was, wasn't much at all that Borough got him for. What was it, a reported £2 million or something? Pounds, which, I mean, yeah. for, for a player that you should have started in the Champions League final, hasn't he, Fabio? Mm. So, I mean, it's, yeah, that's, that is an unbelievable kind of price and a fair play to Borough I think I, I think when they signed Fabio I, I, I think Borough knew that he would be a Mr Reliable yet he wouldn't you know, he was never going to you know, I don't think he was ever earmarked it to be the first choice signing, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. He, he was one of them utility men that kind of he can play right back he can play left back he's he, he's kind of can fill in he's very much what Conor Roberts seems to be I think this season brought in where he can fill in at either fullback if required and that's credit to Fabio I think I mean he, I think there's a lot to like about him I don't think it was an easy year for him in the Premier League it wasn't easy for anyone in the Premier League but obviously um, it goes you know, without saying he obviously had um, kind of a few personal things as well obviously the Brazilian plane crash hit him hard because he, he knew someone that, that was involved in that and I think playing in a losing team in his first season in the North East, it probably was difficult for him. But he played a lot more than he thought. And actually, he was one of Borough's more consistent players in the Premier League. So, yeah, I, th- I think I think there is potential for him to to kick on and, and become a decent Premier League fullback. I, I think he's shown enough of that. I, th- I think it's a, a brilliant little battle between him and George Friend. I think that's exactly what Gary Monk will want. Um, in terms of long term, I think I, I understand the argument that George Friend might be the the better of the full backs, you know, at 
at peak form, but equally, I mean, looking at ever since Fabio walked through a door, I just don't think George has been that. And at what point do you keep thinking, right? I'm waiting for George to get back to his top that, form. That, that's the other question, isn't it? Will George get ever get it back? Some players don't, you know. I mean, there'll be, there'll be nobody working harder than him to put that right. And uh, I'm sure his confidence is down at the bit at the moment. And I do think last season took so much out of him. And his game is all about physicality, isn't it? He's a he's a he's a, he's a big tough lad. He gets stuck into tackles. You know, it's some of them, you know, you shudder almost when you see them when you see him crunching into people. He gets forward. He, he you know, he's. he's He's direct. He's not. He's not a silky footballer that Fabio can be, and he wouldn't pretend to be. But he he, he offers things in other in other ways. So I think it's a real shame at the moment that George is just having this little bit of a dip, or, or what's turned into almost a full twelve month dip now. Um, because again, I go back to it. I do think he's a great asset for Borough to have. I remember talking to um, the author Michael Calvin at the start of the year, not long after Monk had come in. And um, Michael spent time with Monk for his book, Living on the Volcano, where he spends time with various managers. So we we done that podcast with him on on kind of what Monk's like and whatnot. And and I can't remember how, but he he knew George Friend or he come across George Friend early in his career. And he said that one of the first things he thought when Monk got the job and he had a closer look at the Borough squad was it was Friend's name that stood out to him. And he he, he thought that's exactly what Monk will want in a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, fully committed, will buy in, will we'll buy in, not just the team but the area and kind of everything about the club, um, and you know more than useful on the pitch as well. You know, a kind of big character both on and off the pitch. So at that point, you're probably going into the season. You know, you look at the Borough team now, and the, there are probably two or three players who you wouldn't have expected to have been in the team at this stage, and Fabio's probably one of them. Um, John, you, you, I remember you had a sit down with him. You mentioned the Brazil plane crash there, and you had mm. a sit down with him not long after that. Uh, obviously, not not uh, kind of asking you to, to tell us completely what he's like as a bloke, because obviously you don't know him inside now from one kind of mm. long chat. But what 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 did he? How did he strike you that day? What what sort of bloke is he? He seemed quiet, quite un, unassuming. He, he he talked quite at length about his his close friendship with George and how the pair of them actually push each other on. And he said that it's strange because. You know, theoretically, a lot of people will see George and Fabio's relationship as they are pushing each other. They are actually competitors. But what he was saying is actually they they bounce off each other, and he looks to George as someone to try and emulate. And I think that's really good. He he understands. He he's one of them that he's come from Manchester United, and and some people that maybe have a background, you know, playing at such a massive club and playing in, in games like Champions League and under Ferguson, you know, they they could kind of arrive at. Um, kind of a, a club like Cardiff, a club like Middlesbrough, and kind of think I've done it. I've I've been there and done it already, and nobody can teach me. And that's testament to him that it, actually it's the opposite. He arrived at saying, no, actually I look at someone like George Friend, who's been in the championship for three or four years and and, and has been rock solid, consistent, and that's someone that I aspire to be. Very unusual for a player, you know, with the the career trajectory of Fabio to have that mindset. So I thought he was, I thought he was really impressive. Obviously, at a time where, you know, um, kind of emotional, his emotions were heightened, and I think he dealt with that very well. I think he he dealt. Uh, I think there was um, a game last season, wasn't he, where he played a game quite shortly after that, and he, you know, he said that that was going to be a big moment for him. But it's a testament to him. You can't you can't really pick holes in him, can you? I think he's just a Mister. You know, he's rock solid. There's a compliment in all this, Phil, in all this talk for Cyrus Christie, isn't there? Because given the fact that Fabio is playing quite well, if if the right back was slightly off colour, 
it'd be an easy uh, decision for Monk to make to move Fabio back to the right back and there's his, his invite mm-hmm. to bring George Friend back in the team but Cyrus Christie just hasn't made that an option for Monk because he's been so solid all season and, and not so, not um, just so solid at the back he's been a real kind of outlet going forward as well yeah I think he's, uh, he's grown into his job hasn't he you know he, he's caught the eye because I don't think it's an exaggeration to say right back's been a nightmare for Borough for years hasn't it finding a, a player who can consistently occupy that position was Luke Young the last real convincing right back? Dean Whitehead. <laughs> Dwight Tain, darling. Yeah, Dwight Tain. I mean, last season, as you know, Fabio actually did move across to the right back at times, didn't he, to, to help out because you know, Barragan couldn't make it work. And uh, yeah, I think, I, I think you know, if if we were to sort of right vote for our Player of the Year now, a Player of the Season, I think Christie would be right up there, wouldn't he? Darren Randolph, people like that, British Samba longer. You know, out of the new signings, Christie's one way you think that's a good bit of business so far. You know, the Derby fans were clapping their hands apparently saying they've got a reserve player off the books. But, you know, he brings a lot to the table. He, you know, he's energetic, he's bought into the team ethic. Um, I like I like what he offers. Just going back to Fabio very quickly, I think what we sometimes underappreciate as, as, as you know, English football fans is what a big culture shock it is for somebody like that. He came over from Brazil as a young lad. It must have been a huge change in you know it's not like he went to Portugal or Spain Latin you know um, um, the Latin Europe where he you know would have a cultural affinity with uh, and in, in the case of Portugal share a language it is a huge you know a shift and in the past players have struggled to do that and you just think it's not even an issue is it you don't ever hear you know you don't hear players like Fabio nowadays talked about as being unsettled but I'm sure it must be you know to, to go from you know Cardiff and to Middlesbrough Man United whatever um I think I think it's testament to those sort of people, and I don't think they somehow get enough credit. You know, I, you imagine a young English player going to Brazil at 19, 18, 19, probably didn't speak the language. How would they settle in? How would they adapt? How would they, you know, if they move from Sao Paulo to Fluminense or something like that? Um, so I think I think it's that, that's a real another. You know, we, we've praised his footballing skills and what it brings, but I think as a character, I think that shows a lot. But yeah, Christie's been been. Touch wood, a really um, sound investment. On on Fabio, I mean, I think that having obviously his twin Raphael there it was a massive help from yeah, Man United. Yeah. But yeah. but you're right because then when Raphael, um, him and Fabio were kind of competing for the same spot, which was must have been interesting at Man United. But then. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Fabio was the one that actually broke up that relationship and then moved to Cardiff, and that was probably a massive moment in his career where he thought, well, I've actually got to go and kind of make myself here and, and almost kind of become a, a man. Is that kind of a bit cliche? Mm-hmm. So I think the move to to Cardiff was a big one, and I, by all accounts, he started reasonably slowly at Cardiff. I think he was part of the, he might have been part of the team that got relegated from the Premier League. I think. Um, but by all, by all accounts, he became a fan's favourite by the end of it, which again, it, it does back to your point. I mean, it does kind of raise you know, eyebrows of why exactly he left on on the cheek. But he's clearly got something about his character that fans love because he was a fan's favourite yeah. at Cardiff. We all know what he did at Swansea with his little gesture, which no doubt you know earned him a few brownie points as well. Um, and and you have to say that, that Borough fans have taken to him very well as well. And credit, you mentioned his character there. You know, at the start of this season, he did have a job on his hands because he'll have looked at Cyrus Christie and George Friend, who who was the first choice at the start of the season. And you're looking at that and thinking, you know, when and how is my chance going to come? Absolutely. And I think, 
I think one of the, you know I think players in that situation have two options. They kind of I mean first of all they need a little sometimes they need a little slice of luck, don't they? You know the player in front of you either gets a knock or gets suspended, and, you, and the door opens and you get in. You know you think of Forshaw last season, mm-hmm. um, who, who got in the team and made the most of his opportunity. Um, there's that, and then there's the and then there's the ability to turn up week after week and train, and then every Thursday or Friday you find out you're not in the team, and that must be hard to. You know, particularly for an outfield player, that must be hard to cope with. And you know, and again, going back to the situation where you're a foreign player in England for a limited period of time, presumably, you want to make the most of your career while you while you're, you know, in the, in, in the northern hemisphere. Uh, so it is testament to the, the application of the show. And I think, I think, I mean, I think we're probably looking at it with our Middlesbrough goggles on, aren't we? Because we know that George, you know, he mightn't see it like that. We see it as George Fenn was the nailed on left He's back. the left back. He's the yeah, left yeah. back. Um, you know, he's one of Borough's first names on the team sheet. Fabio might be sat there thinking, I can see flaws in his game. I can, I can get in the team ahead of him because I can do X, Y, and Z that he can't do. So you know, and that's 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 good. That's footballers should be looking. At. I think there's nothing worse than footballer. They always say, don't they? Footballers should never be happy to be on the bench. You know, there should be a hunger there to start every match and to be involved in every match. And I think, and and again, it's you know that that that. You can't have too many of those kind of players, I don't think. Uh, flaws in the game, you touched there on, on, on that uh, term. How can Fabio improve moving forward? Um, that's difficult. I think he's rock solid. I, don't, I, don't, I think that going forward he offers everything you'd expect of a, a fullback in this division. I think defensively, look, I mean, for, for any kind of attacking fullback, you can always say that they can improve defensively. <laughs> Um, you could probably say the same about Christie. I, I mean, Chris, Christie, I, I think I recall one tough afternoon he's had against Preston where defensively he was suspect. Fabio, I don't know really. I mean, he, I, I don't think the, there's any kind of major gap. Maybe it's just just that defensive side, but um, you have to look. I mean, his delivery is pretty good. Well, he does I mean, well considering that he's playing on his weaker side. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a right footed player, isn't he? But when you look at him, he looks to get it on his. On his right foot, but he's not—he's not overly predictable, is he? In that mm. you know he's going to cut back. He's more than capable of crossing with both feet. And, I, I think it comes back to what I was saying at the start. You know, I'm not sure he's a top-level Premier League player, but in the Championship, I think he looks and feels very comfortable. He's good enough. He, he's, he's clearly good enough to play at this level. In fact, he's good enough to be a good player at this level. And I think uh, that's why John O'Rourke rightly says he doesn't see too many flaws in his game. You'd be disappointed if a player who'd come from Man United. Uh, all right, not initially, but it played for Man United at a high level. Had got dropped into the Championship and was getting done every time on mm. his left or right foot by a winger, or his his positional sense was weak, or he couldn't get forward, or he couldn't pass the ball accurately. Frankly, a player of that calibre who's you know in the Championship should look a good player, and that, that's not to discredit him because he's yeah. you know yeah. it's, it's it's credits. But what I'm saying is you know when you've got you've got what is effectively. A, Possibly a reasonably steady Premier League player in the Championship, they should be more than holding their own. Um, Monk has opted to, he's kept the same really with the, really with the full backs, hasn't he? But he's opted to change Ben Gibson's centre half partnership each of the last three games. How, how will he start against Cardiff? Will it be Fabio, Christie, Gibson, and. Well, I mean, pick a name out of the hat, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, if, if he's rotated the last three weeks, surely he can't you know, go for someone else. I would like to see Dale Fry in there. I thought he was you he was massively unfortunate really to drop out of the team against Brentford. And I think that actually if you look at what's happened since 
I, I think that kind of strengthens Dale Fry's case that actually everyone is capable of making a mistake. Yes, he did make a mistake against Norwich, but generally for a lad of his age who is way, way above kind of what he should be in his development at this age, I think that he, he should be in the team. Ryan Shotton obviously will feel hard done by. He's only had 90 minutes and he probably wasn't the worst player on the pitch uh, against Brentford, albeit probably wasn't the best either. He'll feel hard done by and, and Daniel Ayala, you know, the peculiar thing with Daniel Ayala is that he wasn't in any of Borough's last seven league squads before coming back into the team at Barnsley. And, and we've spoke about it at length. How can you go from not being in the 18 for so long and clearly, you know, by all accounts, not injured, i.e. You know, fit in training? How can you go from that far on the periphery to then be a starter? Really don't know. I would like Fry to play, but I think now is the time where... I think Borough fans will just be happy if Monk can pick one and pick them for the next five weeks running. Though. Yeah, Ayala came in last week, looked a bit rusty, but he's bound to. Surely, Phil, he needs, you know, there's, I'm going to give you three or four games to get up to speed yeah. and show you what, to show me what you're capable of. I mean, every, every decision he makes now, Gary Monk, is, is based on, I need a result this weekend, you know. So I think the time's come for him to decide who's the best centre back. If Ben Gibson's his number one centre back, who's the second best? Yeah. Forget about what, what, what a player's going to be like after five more games or six more games. Who's the best centre-back as we sit here picking the team to play Cardiff? Yeah. And then I think everything works back from there. Now, I would have liked to have seen... And who is that? Well, I, well I, what I'm saying is, Garrett, well, my opinion is, out of the three of them, I suspect that um, at the moment probably um, Danny Ayala should be the best centre-back. But we don't get to see how they've been performing during the week. Yeah. You know, I think Dale Fry in, lo- in the lo- in the long term will be the, will be, will be a very very good centre back. Maybe he's the best one now. To part- if Monk thinks that Dale Fry is the best of those four, second best of those four players, he should be playing. Um, I'd like to see a little bit of joined up thinking. I like to, you know Ryan Shotton hasn't had any football. Would it have been the worst thing in the world to say Ryan, you're in my mind, but I'm going to send you to Brighton to play with the 23s and get a 90 minutes under your belt and play some football? I thought Ryan Shotton should have played at Accrington. In the um, in the checker trade, because cup tied, he's cup tied anyway. He, he needs games, and we saw this a lot with Aitor, didn't we? Where you think it plays crying out for for just games. Wiltshut springs to mind as a great example. James Husband, those kind of players. Before you know it, you're three or four months between matches, and that's not healthy for anybody. So, I th- personally think Monk should just decide who we can, you know, who's the most reliable, who's the best player to go for, and then as John always says, stick with it. I think that's an interesting point, though, the fact that he has to now take one game at a time, because the pressure is on him. He has to get a result on Saturday against Cardiff. He can't think of Bournemouth away and Reading away. He has to get a result against Cardiff on Saturday. Um, so I think that's right. It's very similar, kind of, I heard the radio conversation um, about Ronald Koeman, and, and exactly the same. He needs to stop thinking about who can do this, who can do that. He just needs to pick, who can I rely on? Who can I rely on to give me a 7 out of 10 performance? And I think Monk probably has to strip it back to basics, because... I mean, certainly defeat against Cardiff is unthinkable. Um, is a draw enough against Cardiff? But given the kind of the first dozen games, probably, probably not. What will the reaction be if Borough draw against Cardiff? Mm, I think they need to win. I think they need to make a statement and start building some momentum pretty quickly. We'll leave you on that thought. Thank you for joining us. And and seeing as those seventeen minutes of the twenty-one was about Fabio, we, we best hope he starts on Saturday. <laughs>